Welcome to the What in the Shiba podcast with Sujia and Ed. We're just two Asian Americans talking shit about shit. This week with glasses on. <laughs> Double glasses. Yeah. Ding. <laughs> Hi, Ed. How are you? Great. How was your week? Um, I still haven't returned to TikTok yet, but today. He today, said that yeah, last week and I the did, week before. And the week before. And I actually had anxiety coming today because I was like, I knew this was going to come up. <laughs> and I knew that I was going to have to face the fact that I said it two weeks <gasps> prior. But I didn't even bring it up. I just said, how was your week? No, and I then know. you blurted. No, You're no, a blurter. No, I know. I know. <laughs> because this was on my mind. <laughs> Frontal. But don't force it. You know, but if no. you feel motivated, then, you know. It's time to strike. Money is motivation. I mean, not that we're making that much on TikTok, but I don't know that that's really going to motivate you for long, but yeah. cool. Other than that, yeah, no. Okay. So if you guys have been, if you guys watch us on YouTube, the last couple of weeks, it's been a little bit on the late side. And I do apologize, but I think it's fixed now. Um, the editing software that I was using premiere on Adobe, um, it was taking like li literally 48 to 60 hours <laughs> to render crazy. the video. Yeah. Which normally used to take two hours. So mm -hmm. imagine going from a two hour render to 60 hours. Yeah. So I switched programs. I spent, which is also part of the week. Why reason why I didn't come back to TikTok last yeah. week was because I was like trying to learn a brand new program at my ripe age, you know? <laughs> So it might as well be in hieroglyphics to me. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Actually, I thought that before I had so much anxiety before I started using it. And then I started using it and I was like, oh, right. You're tech savvy. If you want to get something not done, <laughs> hand me a user manual. If you want something to never happen, hand me the user manual. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I don't even, I don't want to do that at yeah, all. Yeah. That's funny because I, I also refuse to read user manuals because, you know, if you've assembled any Ikea furniture, oh you're just like, fuck manuals. I will literally throw an Allen wrench the second I see it. Yeah. I won't do it. <laughs> but like, I will watch YouTube videos. Same. Like to the second, I'll pause and I'll go yep. do what they said and then I'll unpause and I'll be like, just follow them to the T. Yeah, so it's, that's the beauty of So it's really about presentation. YouTube. Right. You know, exactly. I think Ikea just literally traumatized all of us. I think so. Well, are there, are there YouTube videos on how to assemble Ikea furniture? Oh, I never thought about using Ikea videos to assemble Ikea furniture. <laughs> did I say um, Ikea videos? I, I don't know. <laughs> I meant YouTube. If I did, I meant YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. even know, but huh, I'm sure there are. There yeah, are YouTube yeah. videos for everything. Honestly, like if we really wanted to, I'd be like, I could probably give you brain surgery. <laughs> Dang. You know, I right. wish I thought about that because like one time I assembled an Ikea bed and it wasn't until I was trying to screw in the thing that I realized that I was screwing it upside down. Ooh, so I was like, why isn't it going no. in? And then I was like, <laughs> God damn it. And then it wouldn't come out. So I was like, well, I'm just going to have to f make it upside down. Now. <laughs> <laughs> now my bed, I'm a bat. I sleep upside down now. And I had to screw the bed into the ceiling. <laughs> oh, college. <laughs> Dude, you want to send my husband to a blind rage? I do it to him every Christmas. I buy these like elaborate gifts for my daughters that need like require tons of assembly. Oh, God, you've never seen a matter of former Santa Claus from the night before. He gets yeah. so bad. I've had to assemble kids toys before and I was like, it's enraging. Why? There's no joy in this toy this? at yeah. all. <laughs> Sometimes it's not even the assembly. Sometimes it's just getting the toy out of the damn box. Oh my God. Why do they like use like military grade <laughs> zip, ties. zip ties? Like what the F? Like they're so thick. They're holding Doc McStuffins hostage. Like, in the there's box. literally been times when I use like normal scissors to cut it and I swear the they scissors bend. almost broke. Yeah, they like bend. And I was like, why? Because, man. Theft, I get it, but still. I mean, I get it. I used to steal a shit ton of toys from the store when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. 
I really wish I could meet little Ed. I really, yeah. I say this all the time. I think it was like twofold. I think it was like my mom used to say no a lot. Yeah. So sometimes I wouldn't even ask her knowing that she was going to say no. And then two, I think because my life was so regimented, mm. it was like this little rebellion. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I used to steal like little troll dolls all the time and I didn't even, I didn't even play with them. <laughs> I would just like give them out at yeah, school. It's the rush. It is the that, rush. That says, speaks a lot about, you know, us yeah. both. Cause I did the same thing. Not anymore though. Good. You don't yeah. steal anymore. That's great. No, I don't Good. steal anymore. <laughs> Good for you. I'm proud of you. You're making a lot of progress. Even in my 20s though. At like almost 40. <laughs> Even in my you 20s don't... though, there were times when I was like, pay for this thing of tape. I was like, fuck that. You know, and now I'm like, why would I risk going to jail for a thing of tape? Like, why would I do that? How was your week? It was fine. No, um, how was my week? Um, it's just, you know, at the end of the year, summer is school, school ends year. on Friday, end of the, the school year. So there's a lot of like activities and end of the year parties and going to the beach and stuff. So there, I'm just getting that organized. And I'm like the school goes to the beach. Yeah. Like the, you know, parents put like a little beach day together and whatever. Uh, um, and they do like the yearbook signing and all that wholesome oh, shit. It's adorable. Right. But I'm like, okay, let's move it along. Um, I also have a lot of, um, Wait, is that a party? We used to just do that on like the last two days of school. They have like a, you know, like a, like, so Friday is going to be like all the kids come to school, but there's no like school. They just oh, right. sign yeah, each other's yeah. yearbooks and whatever, but the parents are there and they do coffee and donuts and stuff. It's yeah. very sweet. Um, and I have a lot of other like big life things that are happening, like my business and it's future and we're trying to figure that out and i have the sauce company that i haven't launched yet but i guess i'm telling you now um that's coming out this week or next week sauces from the saucy saucy Saucy. saucy oh my god i once actually had a tiktok feed with a woman named saucy susan like that's my name <laughs> anyway um so i have that going on there's just like a lot of like moving parts in my life right now and everything kind of feels like um I'm entering into the unknown on a lot of things. So I feel really overwhelmed and I've, I've been having some bouts of anxiety and depression the last week, but I'm, I'm taking all of it in stride and I know that I'm working, I have goals and I'm working towards those things, but you know, some weeks you just feel really overwhelmed and I'm just taking it moment by moment. Yeah. It probably also do. doesn't help that June gloom came early this year. Dude, the and I think sucks. it's, I think it's also hitting heavier because I don't remember there being a June gloom last year. I mean, I can't remember yesterday afternoon, let alone what the no, weather like. I don't, I don't remember last year being like, oh my God, it's been cloudy for days, yeah. weeks, months. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, so I don't think it happened. And then two, even if it did happen during quarantine, I don't think any of us were paying attention. We were all inside. Yeah. So all of a sudden we're being hit with this and it's like right. new to us. It's yeah. like in three, four years, we're like, whoa, what mm, is happening? Maybe a little seasonal depression with a couple of dashes of life anxiety with the oh, for sure, I'm having a midlife crisis. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. existential, you know, crisis. You know, what is the meaning of life? Am I, you know, there's a lot of shit going yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, but I'm, you know, you you do whatever the fuck you can to yeah. to get through. I know I've 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 had um, a lot of high noons in the last week and a half. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> what is a high noon? I was like, Did I tell you about noon? my friend's party, my friend's birthday party. So it was my friend's birthday party. Like adult, adult. birthday party. We're, like in, okay. we're all in our middle age. Like we're Sometimes all like whenever I talk to parents and they talk about birthday parties, I just assume <laughs> it's for kids. I was at a birthday party for my actual friend who I've been friends <laughs> yeah. with since I was seven. So I've known this person oh, for 40 years. Wow. One of my best friends in the whole world. Shout out 
to fish. His name is Ryan, but we call him fish anyway. So he's having a party and I tell them that I did, um, I shotgunned a high noon on Memorial, Memorial day with yeah. my sister. Mm-hmm. They're like, fuck it. We're doing it. So there's a bunch of middle-aged people on a lawn shotgunning high noon. <laughs> I was like, this is my new personality. He's like reminding everybody like, cause we haven't done that in like 20 years, maybe 20 plus years. I was like, all right, take the can and make sure that the, the tab is away from you. And then poke a hole. We're all like doing, it was the funnest I've had. I've had a, I was like one of the best times I've had in a really long time. It was just like, great. cause you forget, right? Like you, you, like our 30th reunion is this year. And so with that, you know, you've, you forget all the things that were so fun and light and, and we just did it and it was great. Ugh, that we sounds got, depressing, kind of. I, well, you do. I you mean, know. You get kids so, are also very. Yeah, you get mired down by just like the day to day and like you don't see your friends as often. So when you do and you have, I don't know, 300 high noons and you just take your shoes off and stand in a lawn and shotgun high noons for an entire evening, it was so much fucking fun. And I was like, all right, I needed that. I, I Maybe a lot of it had to do with the fact that I just needed it so bad. I just needed to like get it all out. My kids were like, they were at the party. There was, um, <laughs> they were like, what are you There was doing? a video I saw recently where some kid, some guy's kid looked like he was maybe like six, seven years old, comes into the kitchen while his dad's there, grabs a soda and tries to stab it with a key and then it <laughs> sprays everywhere. And the dad is like a pretty well-known guy. I don't know his handle. It, he just pops up once in a while, but, um, he does, I, you probably seen him. He's the guy that, post all his videos through ring cameras. So it'll be like at his one buddy's house and then his mom's house. And then like, he also has this like one security camera in his kitchen and he's like, what are you doing? (laughs) And and the son's like, basically like, you know, you do this all the time. So just making you (laughs) except, and then he's like, you didn't even do it right. He's like, that's why it's sprayed everywhere. And my kids were watching and they're like, this is the second time we've seen you do this. I'm like, well, you know what? It's efficient. Yeah. It's efficiency. Sometimes you're very parched. Either physically or emotionally. Emotionally or both. I've quenched both. (laughs) I feel much better now. Um, But for those of you that don't know or don't live in SoCal, uh, we have this thing called June gloom every year. It usually falls around June, but sometimes maybe with global warming, it's been coming a little bit earlier. Is it not everybody that gets June gloom? No. So June gloom happens... I didn't really fully pay attention to the science behind it. And I know I say this like all the time, but I've just recently read this article <laughs> where I just recently read this article. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually wearing glasses today um, where it's because of the altitude in the mountains mm. and the, you know, the pressure in the atmosphere and stuff. So it's oftentimes around this time, like early, late May, early June, we have June gloom where it's just cloudy all the time because of the atmospheric pressure and the clouds ah yeah yeah well, who knew we'd get a little meteorology with it yeah <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> the things you learned yeah um which is weird because like i hated learning in school yeah because but i think again it's presentation i don't yeah. like people telling me stuff i agree yeah i know i think that it might be a, even though technically articles is someone telling you something but like i volunteered to right, read it right right yeah, yeah, you yeah. weren't talking at me i was trying to extract yeah. information from you yeah, the difference yeah. So I haven't been on TikTok that much, but I did read recently read that Little Mermaid finally came out, right? I know. I still haven't seen it. I can't believe I haven't gone. I haven't seen it either, but I'm probably not going to watch it until it leaves the theaters because I still am a little anxious about going to theaters for some reason. Oh God. You mean because of guns? 
What do you mean because of COVID? Both. Yeah. <laughs> Both. I have been having a really hard time with being in public lately too. Yeah. I, I want to support all the things, yeah. but I just, I can't. When does it come out on Disney Plus? Does it? I'm sure it does. I'm sure it'll come out honestly really soon because I, yeah. uh, some movie, oh yeah, like one of the Marvel movies, Ant-Man, I swear was in theaters like a month ago mm-hmm. and it's already out on Disney Plus. I feel like if they want to capitalize, you kind of have to keep striking while the iron's hot in this for, yeah, for that. Yeah, it is. And I think really the only reason why it used to take so much longer when, when we were younger before the digital age was I think because like it literally used to take so much time to print all those CDs or VHSs or Laserdiscs or whatever your era mm-hmm. you're from. That you know makes sense. I mean? That makes sense. But without that, they're just like, but I capitalize think, on I it. think a movie like that is something that I want to experience in a theater. You know what I mean? Like it's so like magical and like, at it's least for your to kids. Kind of take you away and whatever. But then again, it's scary to go places now. So there's that, yeah. you know, with your kids. So I was, for um, sure. I mean, this is a totally, total deviation for what we're talking about. We were um, getting dinner in Culver city and we went to this restaurant. It was great. And then we went to go get ice cream. And I was walking with my husband and my two daughters. I mean, it was like a wholesome, like family night. We're like eating ice cream and laughing and having a good time. We go to this like courtyard, we're sitting there and there's like all these families, kids are skateboarding. Like, it's just like this like fun. And all of a sudden I just got this like over, did I tell you the story already? I don't think so. Okay. And I just got this like overwhelming sense of anxiety. And I just kept thinking like, oh my God, we're just like sitting ducks here. Like if somebody comes out with a fucking, you know, AR-15, we will just get sprayed with bullets. And I, I had to leave. I was like, we got to get in the car right now. Girls, get your stuff. Let's go. And they're like, what's going on? I'm like, literally nothing. And that's how I wanted to stay. And so we are leaving. They're like, but we're having such a good time. I'm like, yeah, I know. And I'm really sorry. And this fucking sucks. But I got to get the fuck out of here. And my husband's like, are you okay? And I was like, no, no. Because the world we live in is fucked up. And I can't even have a fucking ice cream cone with my kids without thinking that we're going to get fucking shot to death. Like, it was crazy. Like, so like now, yeah, like you were saying, like going to theaters and stuff, I just get fucking riddled with anxiety, but better riddled with anxiety than bullets, I guess. Yeah. uh, Our producer and I, we went to one of the playoff games last year. And I remember sitting for football and I remember sitting at the stadium being like, um, being in such like large crowds just makes me so anxious anymore. Cause you're just like your target, you're a sitting duck sure. or like you're trapped in there. Yeah, I know. But, <laughs> anyway, but, the little mermaid, <laughs> but like you should take your kids to go see it. Like I know. they've been to the, what was the first movie they watched in the theater? The first movie my older daughter watched was, uh, Mulan? No, she's not that old. <laughs> I was like, wait. It was, uh, what's the one? Moana. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I was like, yeah. that was recent. And I was no, like, oh, right. Not so much. And then what was my other daughter's? I can't remember off the top of my head. A terrible mother. <laughs> I can't remember. We've gone to the, the theater so seldom. Like, honestly, we don't really, I don't, I barely watch movies at all. So going to the oh, theater for me is right. just like, not, that's not a thing that I Yeah, do. see, like my mom didn't do anything too much with me, but going taking me to see movies was something that she would do. Yeah, that's very sweet. Somewhat regularly. My dad tried um, very unsuccessfully. Um, the first movie I ever saw was uh, The Fox and the Hound which was, I think, like in the early, early 80s. I was little. But then the, his second attempt wasn't until years and years later. <laughs> and he took us to go see Pretty Woman. <laughs> and he's thinking, oh, Pretty Woman, how nice. A she's wholesome a, message. a woman and she's pretty. <laughs> she is a hooker, dad. <laughs> 
subtext. There's a lot of sex and talk about, you know, sex worker, sex worker and innuendo about, you know, blowjobs and things like that or whatever. And he, I remember my little sister was with us. She was three years younger than I am. I, I have no idea how old I was. And he's just mortified and he's got his arms like this covering our eyes. And we're like, I'm surprised he didn't just leave. I just, I, maybe he wanted to know what happened. Did they end he up was together? like, I already spent the money. <laughs> I'm already emotionally invested in Richard Gere and Julia Roberts' relationship. Do they get together? Does, do they break up? What happens? Does she get arrested? Oh my God, that reminds me. My mom used to cover my eyes all the time. Oh. Yeah, anytime there was like sex innuendo, which like, you know, back then there wasn't any nudity, you know what I mean? But uh, it was just like the, she'd just cover my eyes and it'd just, be like, What's happening? Which I think is really funny now that I look back in retrospect that my dad covered my eyes at the, the love scenes in Pretty Woman because when I was like eight or nine years old, <laughs> we didn't know, but one of our neighbors who had kids exactly mine and my younger sister's age turned out to be this porn producer, like a pretty notable porn the producer. Dad? The dad. <laughs> we didn't know. Um, I don't think I knew until like years and years, like till I was adult and I like Googled him and I was like, nah, that makes so much sense because we were in his car once. He's literally driving carpool and there was a VHS cassette on the floor of the car. And I was like, oh, I'm going to boost this video and I'm going to watch it and I'll return it in the morning or tomorrow after school when he picks us up. I'm just thinking that this is just a movie. I don't know what porn is. I don't know what a porn producer does. I, I had no idea. So he was just my friend's dad. So we take, <laughs> we take the cassette to my friend's house. My friend Angie, also this little Korean girl. And how old were you at the time? I was maybe like nine. Oh God. <laughs> and do you remember those big screen TVs like that, like folded out and it had like the projector lights on it. It was like, Oh yeah, early, yeah, yeah, early, yeah, 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 yeah. The box ones. Yeah. Yes. They had one of those gigantic television and the kitchen was adjacent. We put the movie in and it starts off <laughs> this man and a woman in a jacuzzi and then they start having sex and the movie is about this guy who's a peeping Tom. And so he watches these couples like all have sex and their little Korean grandmother walks in. And she's like, yeah, we're, 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 we're. And we're like, we don't know. And she's screaming and she's freaking out. And we're like, what? We, we didn't really even know like what, what was happening. Yeah. So I just grabbed the video. We run, we run oh up the God. street to Kevin's house. We're like, Kevin, you gotta see this. Because I'm so like, what the fuck is this? Like, what is going on? But the thing was, is that every time it started like, you know, getting good, somehow it would just like turn off. Like we'd be like, or like it wouldn't turn off. We, we would like end it. Like we'd hear like a parent, we just got too paranoid. So we never really actually watched the porno. We never <laughs> yeah, well, actually watched that them you remember. have sex that I remember. <laughs> but I just remember like the reactions of like, you know, my, Andy's grandma and like just being so paranoid, like something bad was gonna happen. So then my mom gets a call after she gets home from work and she basically <laughs> to her understanding, I'm distributing porn <laughs> throughout the neighborhood. I was like, they're like, where did you get this movie? Well, I was like, I, I took it from, from their, their parents or whatever. And they're like, you just stole. I'm like, I was going to return it. It was kind of like a rental that I didn't rent or like whatever. And they, it was 
such a dramatic scene for a porno I never even got to watch. That's so funny. <laughs> it was crazy. That's so really that's funny. why I'm saying like how ironic it was that my dad would cover my eyes. I was like, dude, I'm the porn yeah. distributor. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> well, that's really funny too. The first movie I ever watched was was The Little Mermaid, like the animated version. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, similar, but not similar. Not that long after, my mom ran this Kumon, and one of um, her friends slash, you know, who brought their kids there, they ran this, like, video rental store that was, like, four or five blocks away from our house. Mm -hmm. And one weekend, they were having, like, they were getting rid of all their older movies, you know, so they were having, like, mm -hmm. a clearance sale or whatever you want to call it. And um, my mom took me. And then she let me pick out a couple movies because, you know, they were really cheap. Yeah. So I grabbed one called Coming to America because it had a great movie. Eddie Murphy on <laughs> it. So and then the other one called Short Circuit, too, because there was this like photo of this robot on it. And I was like, robots, yeah. you know what I mean? My mom didn't watch either of those movies with me <laughs> ever. So she just bought them. And then I came home. And I, my grandma was living with us at the time. I don't know where she was, but either way, she didn't, I don't think she ever watched movies with me either. Cause she like never yeah. understood what was happening, you know? So I was just like watching it by myself in the living room. And like the first scene of coming to America, yeah. you've never seen it. It's just like filled with nudity. And they literally, these like naked women come out from like underneath the water and they say to Eddie Murphy, they're like, your Royal penis is clean, your highness. And I was just like, I remember the first time watching just being like, what? What is happening? <laughs> What's happening? Which is also ironic because my mom would also cover my eyes, I you know? know, but then she didn't think ahead to like censor movies before letting me watch it. I think my parents were really naive in thinking that like American television wouldn't have, or like American films wouldn't have those kinds of things yeah. or like they somehow wouldn't come seep into like our consciousness, but like so much television, even when I was watching it when I was young, even like shows like, like like soap operas and stuff. There was always that kind. Of, they were like, "Well, oh, we don't know what's going on, but you know, it's fine. Just watch it." And I was like, "Yeah, let me watch Days of Our Lives." Like they're yeah. swapping wives and murdering each other. Like all the time, it was crazy. They so didn't many even things think about it. I watched one of those videos the other day where someone was like, "Oh, did you ever realize that Semi Charm Life by Semi Sonic? Remember that song? It's like, dude, 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 yeah. dude. It sounds yeah. so happy. Yeah, it's about being on meth." <laughs> Oh, now I have to think about the lyrics. I forget the lyrics, but at some point he literally says something about being on crystal and like da 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 da. And it's just so crazy that oh. like <laughs> nobody picked up on That's it. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, I had no idea. It. Well, I mean, and I grew up like in the 80s, you know what I mean? Like, and there were so many great movies, but like there were they were very like I don't know, adult, you know, that I was watching like Risky Business. Yes. And like even just like like John Hughes movies, like there's a lot of like very questionable behavior, problematic behaviors yes. that like in today's world would be like, that's not OK. Even even shows that I watched as recently as like, you know, five, ten years ago, it was like well, that wouldn't fly anymore either. Yeah, But like, did they ever really fly or you know what I mean? Where there's just like nowhere because I remember even watching some of those movies as a kid being like not letting the red flags fly too high, but kind of being like. That's weird. Like what? Um, sorry, I mean to put you on the spot. I don't know. I can't like think of any of the exact movies, but like sometimes when like who the main character like chooses to be their love interest, I'm yeah. like, why are you going? That scene guy, that guy, that guy's a nice guy. Why are you right. picking this guy who's being an asshole to you? Right. Like, what? Are, what's happening? Well, I mean, even or in like that even Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I was yeah. like, this whole movie's about cutting class. Right, right. I was like, 
that sounds awesome. But I was like, what are they teaching? Or like in 16 Candles where the girl's like so bombed and they cut her hair off and she wakes up in the car of some like random kid and she like can't remember if they like had sex. And she's like, what's going on? I'm like, yeah, what is this theme? What is going on? Like that seems intense. Or like weird science where these kids basically make like a life size like sex doll. doll Yeah. And I've seen that movie hundreds of times i love that movie but even still or like big trouble in little china like trafficking asian prostitutes i was like but i didn't know i was like oh look at all those pretty asian girls why are they running What's going all on? those movies i've seen one time but never watched them again because I, I don't think it registered registered but something in me was like i don't like this movie I think. yeah well you know I guess when I was younger. Not that I was like woke or anything. Which, but. Right. But I mean, I think it's funny, like watching Big Trouble in Little China. I think part of it for me was like seeing Asian women yes. and Asian characters, even though the women in them turned out to be sex trafficking victims. I didn't know that. Right, until, right, right, you know, right. But you're just now, like, yay. Yay, and you're look like, at those pretty Asian girls. Or like huh. why the one Asian girl that was like the main Asian girl had green eyes was like, oh, that's weird. Okay, <laughs> you know, you just you surrender into acceptance, and you're like, "Oh, she's the most desirable because she's got the prettiest eye." You know what I mean? Like you just, at that point, you just kind of took what you could get, and I think that was what I thought was just acceptable or what was yeah. you know, offered to me. Or even like, and I think we kind of touched on this before, but like even in the Goonies, yeah, you know what I mean. I, I was like, "Oh man, I love Data so much," but I was like, "Um, people are not making fun of me though," and I <laughs> think this movie's. The fucking reason why, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so it's just like, yeah, it's just like a weird place to be. Yeah. I mean, even shows as recently as like, you know, the Big Bang Theory, you know what I mean? Like there's so much problematic stuff in that show. Like the way that they are so racist to the Indian character all the time, the way that they're such fucking misogynists and they're so sexist and like the girl is just like kind of dumb and like, you know, she's just, you know what I mean? Like not that those themes do not still happen. No, but like, but why so do we, yeah. Like why are we using it to be like, this is the butt of the joke. Like it's right. okay to laugh at these people. Like right. I didn't, I never liked that show. Like I, I think Partially because I think I have autistic people in my family. I just mm. didn't like the way that Sheldon. Right. They like made him seem like he was just this like person who didn't understand anything. And that's not what autism right. is. Almost like an alien. You right. know, they like had to teach him all this stuff and he's just like emotionally not smart. And you're right. like, that's not autism. Right. Or like, did they never like say it out loud that that's what he has though. Right. Or that what's what is going on with him. They yeah, just going to allude to it. Yeah. I think in the beginning they maybe alluded to the fact that maybe he had like Asperger's, which is not. Is that even a thing anymore? It's not a thing anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. I've heard that it's not a thing anymore. I don't know. I, I've i watched that show back. Like, or sometimes it'll like show up in my like feed or like whatever, like clips of the show. And I'm like, I can't believe I watched that. I can't believe I watched that show. And like, yeah. of course, but even still though, having watched it and like this applies to so many shows that I've watched, I still have like a special place in my heart for them just because I enjoyed them so much at the time. But even shows like friends, I like watch friends back now and I'm like self-indulgent white characters drive me fucking crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, or sex in the city. I can't watch it anymore. And it was like, so it was like the fucking like, anthem of our, my generation's young women. They're like, yeah, Oh my true. God, it's so progressive. And the, I'm like, 
Sarah Jessica, Carrie Bradshaw is the most self-indulgent fucking twat of a character. And she's the worst friend that I've ever fucking seen on television. Yeah. Is it I weird that they brought her. that back? It, I mean, I don't. No, I mean, they'll and do that's probably the reason money. why it didn't do that well, right? Is that people came to the understanding, like, oh, she's kind of a fucking twat. Yeah. Like, she's all she cared about was herself. <laughs> she didn't care about her friends at all. I mean, I, I digress, but like, you know, I think looking back on things that like we absorbed as media, I find it so funny how we just kind of like let things go just because they were shiny and new or whatever. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like entourage. I feel like Oh God. we, we, I didn't know a single guy that didn't idolize that show, yeah. including myself, but like that whole show is so problematic. Mm -hmm. And the least problematic part of that show, he was like, so the main character was like the, boringest part mm, of the show got it but he was probably him and turtle were probably like the least problematic you know what i mean because right. like maybe eric a little bit i mean they've all had their problematic moments but we all watched that show for like ari and ari played by jeremy piven didn't he who, turn out to be some kind of fucking yeah, creep you basically ended up finding out that like he wasn't acting at all yeah he was just <laughs> oh you're just being yourself yeah he was just playing his douchey self yeah it's really funny that you say that that show because i watched every single episode and i can't remember a single thing was i doing a lot of drugs <laughs> no it's really funny like i can't remember it i remember we would watch it go to my friend's house and watch it every week or whatever i can't remember a single thing that went on in that show because it wasn't memorable. That's so weird. It just was like a pop culture icon at the time. Huh. Because I think we all liked it so much because they were like, oh my God, they're being so forward and yeah, like yeah. blatant about stuff. And you're like, oh, right. About being misogynistic. Yeah, right. But like Sopranos, I've only watched once all the way through. And I remember so much of that show. That show was. That show was so crazy. Good. I still to this day have not watched the finale. Yeah, because like I don't, I don't want to know how it ends. You don't want it to ever end. I just, it's just super perpetuity for the rest and of your life. And to this day, I somehow avoided finding out what happened. I still don't know. Really? Yeah, yeah. Whenever people start talking about, it, I'm like, no, I don't want to know. I don't oh, want to know. And I, I walk I'm away. So bad, but I won't. <laughs> yeah. I won't ruin it to for you. Day, but are you ever gonna watch it? No. Oh, that's, that's for me so to decide. Weird. I think that's that is a very interesting perspective. I actually kind of almost wish that I hadn't watched the. I mean, I know you don't watch this show, or you've only watched one season. I almost wish I hadn't watched the Ted Lasso finale. Yeah. I, I didn't um, want it to end. I get really sad when shows end. I know. Oh, some shows. But it depends how they end it. You want to know what show I hated that everybody loves? How I Met Your Mother. Seinfeld. Oh. I fucking find every single character on that show so fucking annoying and if i was in a room with any one of them i'd be like i'm so sorry one of us has to die the, I, can't, only, I, I can't be in this room the with only you. person i didn't hate was elaine which is weird because she was very annoying oh my god like, so annoying they're all so annoying yeah. and if that man kramer came into my apartment that way every day i'd be like stop coming over you're so annoying yeah. and george just like what is wrong with you what the fuck is wrong with you you're such a scumbag yeah, Ugh. but I, I also I'm it's like so tough because I relate this. to George so much. You do? I have that complex <laughs> where like I'll get really infatuated with a person. And as soon as I notice one flaw, <laughs> it starts burrowing in my mind and I can't oh, get it out of there. No. Was and like, one, I'll be like, I don't, like a funny I don't like toe? anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a toe thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, he, she had like an ugly toe or something or like maybe one toe is longer than the other. I forget what it was. Uh, but between that. 
And like from that one movie phone episode. So there's this one episode where Kramer has a very similar number to movie phone. Remember movie phone? Yeah. Yeah. When people used to like before the Thank internet. Thank you for calling movie yeah, phone. Yeah. You would call into this number and you would choose what movie theater is near you. And it would literally tell you over the phone. It'll be like for this movie, press one. And then it'll tell you all the God. times and I stuff. Should, I'm going to tell my kids about movie phone. They would lose their fucking minds. Yeah. It was such a waste of time. It would take you like 10 <laughs> minutes to figure out what times the movie you could just you drive are. to the theater and look at the fucking thing. Yeah, it was faster. <laughs> but Kramer and then this episode had a very similar number to their area movie phone. So he would sometimes get movie <laughs> phone numbers. And instead of telling these people that they had the wrong number, because, you know, he's a, you know, loon <laughs> out of the per, out of the box person. He would just pick up the phone and be like, welcome to movie phone. So every once in a while, whenever I pick up the phone, I'll be like, welcome to movie oh, phone. Oh, you've done that to me. Yeah, see, that's what <laughs> that's from. Yeah. I'm like, no, he's another quirk of his. <laughs> yeah, no, it's from that movie. It I just like comes one. out randomly once in a while, you know, just like randomly <laughs> using a British accent. Yeah, but like, I can't watch that show anymore. I do want to go back and revisit some of the shows that I watched when I was like young, young, like family ties. I loved so much. There was a documentary, the um, Michael J. Fox documentary. Did you watch it? Oh no. It's, I only got to watch maybe like 30 minutes of it. Um, I was doing something, but it was really good. People said it was really good. It was really, really good. Um, it like splices like scenes from all of the things that he did. Plus like, like actual interviews. And then they kind of created this like movie around his life and like what it looks like from his perspective and stuff. It was so well done. Like I'm, I need to go back and watch the whole I thing. I really wanted to watch it, but I like, I think I tried to turn it on and I couldn't get past the first five minutes. Cause I was like, I don't think I'm in a headspace to be this sad. It, it didn't give me sad though. You know, yeah, but like, like watching him makes me sad. I know, but to see the like perseverance of him as just like a human and just kind of how he's still the same person is really, it was really, it's really well done. I think you as a like filmmaker would really appreciate like how beautifully it was done. I thought it was amazing. And like my younger sister, I don't know if you know, I don't think I've ever told you is obsessed with back to the future. Yeah. Same Z's. I don't. Uh, it's probably like my favorite movie. Don't ever say collection. that in front of my sister because she will be like, okay, great. Let's see who knows more trivia about back to the future. One, two and three. Yes. Even the one about the wild west. We're going, I'm like, no, I don't seen hate that one. one. Really? I don't yeah. hate that one. I'm so boring. When I was younger, that actually used to be my favorite. What? It was so weird. Oh God. I think that, I love the first one, but I love the second one too. Yeah. They go into the future, which is, do you know? I think actually the wild, wild, the third one is the one I've seen the most. You know, the statistic or like the, the math is like, if they went back to the future from now <laughs> to the past, it would be the year I graduated high school. <laughs> it would be my, or like very close, like somewhere right around there. I was like, I'm Marty Hill. <laughs> like that's so crazy to that's me. That's crazy. Have you even been to any of your reunions? Oh yeah. At I went to the them? 10 year and the 20 year and the 30 years coming up in September. That's crazy. I think I went to like the five year and that was it. Five year. What the fuck are you celebrating that for? Because <laughs> like, you're like, happened yet. we graduated college. <laughs> like, let's all hang us. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it. Yeah. I went to the 10 year. I went to the 20 and then 30 is happening in just a few months. I just got the newsletter. 
it's happening. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Um, I know a lot of people hate going to their reunions and I don't know that I had like the greatest high school experience, but I did love the people I went to high school with. Um, and I'll be honest, part of it is just to kind of see where everyone is and what they look like now. <laughs> I really, I, I enjoy it because I look great for having been out of high school for 30 years, <laughs> especially relative to everybody else. Yeah. I don't, I don't really, how do I say this non-offensive? Don't really care. Yeah. You could not care. Those people. Yeah. 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 And that's okay too. Not everyone has to care about all the same things, you know? Yeah. I mean, no offense to them. I I think I had a decent time, but it's just like, I don't know. I also still live in the same city I went to high school in. So that, you know, so they're still, they're still like in my life. And, you know, one of my high school friends just very recently was like, you're such an influencer. I just went to a restaurant that you ate at like two weeks ago and it was really, really good. I was like, Oh my God, I'm influencing people from high school. That's so cool. And their kids follow me now. So it's just really fucking crazy. But yeah, that's weird. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. uh, Tangent. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, 30 years, big year. That's That's a big year. It's crazy. I can't believe it. I really, I don't feel my age or like, no correction. My joints feel my age, but my spirit doesn't feel my age. Like I still feel like I still want to learn so many things. I want to do so many things. I think that's also probably part of what a midlife crisis is, is I feel so young still. And I still feel like there's so much living to be done. Um, And again, now that I'm saying that out loud, I'm like, oh, maybe that's just a symptom of your midlife crisis. It's like, I'm still young. I want to do all these things. So maybe that's why people do go out and get a sports car. Perhaps I will. Yeah, I mean, you have like kind of like a sports car. I kind of not do. really, but yes. But yeah, no. Um, you know what I used to really love when I was a kid mm. was Martin. I loved Martin, and I loved living single. Yeah, I uh, probably also shows we well actually maybe you were at a different age, but they, those were shows I should not have been watching at that age. Why? So I think I was like twelve. Hmm. I don't know though. They were kind of not that they were like no, they were sitcomy, but they were like more adult sitcomy versus like what I probably should have been watching was more like Step by Step and Family Matters, which I watched too. Yeah, but like Martin came on late at night when I was like, my mom wasn't awake, and I would Mm. just like watch Martin. Interesting. You want to something really interesting is like I so often, more often, watch shows around the black family experience than I did. The white family experience. I watched both, yeah. but I re- I related more to the non-white family yeah. experiences. Even now, there's a show on CBS called The Neighborhood. Do you watch that show? I don't think a lot of people do. Is that the one with Cedric the Entertainer? Yes, and the guy from um, New Girl. New Girl. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's so funny. I love him, and it's honestly I think the only sitcom that I watch regularly, really? and it's I love that it. Good. I don't know that it's that good, (laughs) (laughs) but it's entertaining. It's entertaining. And it's like, you know, I watch it like while I'm painting my nails or like whatever, but it's the only one that I watch. And I think, I think it had a lot to do with the fact that when I was growing up, like the Cosby show was such a big, you know, influence in my life. Family matters. Wait, family, family matters. Family matters. Yeah. Steve Um, Urkel. Yeah. I I watched all of those shows living single. I preferred over friends. I love living single. Um, And I think I, it's strange. And obviously I'm not, you know, black, but 
there were things in those family dynamics that I really identified with that I, I found very um, appealing to me more so than I could identify with, you know, I don't know, Alex P. Keaton's family, even though they were a family of three and still had a lot of similarities, but I just didn't relate on a lot of levels. Yeah. Same. And so even now I still, that still kind of carries me over or like, I really can't think of any other shows that I watch that are like family, like sitcoms aside from the neighborhood. Yeah. So when I was a kid, my mom wouldn't let me watch TV. Mm. And like when she was at work, I would just watch TV up until the moment she got home. So then, and I think, and I kind of attribute the fact that I'm like street smart because of this, I think, but like, so like, I had to figure out how my mom knew that I watched TV. So then I found out that she would like place the remote at exactly specific lengths away at a certain angle from the edges of the table so that she knew that if it wasn't in that exact spot when she got home, someone touched the remote. It was me. <laughs> Damn, you know what I mean? So then like once she figured live. <laughs> Yeah, so then once she figured out that I figured that out, then it was that coupled with the fact that like the TV would be on a specific channel with the exact specific volume. So if either of those things changed, she knew. So then I learned to do that. So then once I figured that out, she still somehow knew when I watched TV and I realized that she would feel the heat coming from the TV. So like I would watch TV up until the moment my mom came home, but like five to 10 minutes before she got home, I would put, put a towel down and put ice on top to cool down the TV immediately. So then not normal. (laughs) So wait till where it goes. So then after she figured that out, she cut the cord to the TV, just cut it, the cord to the power. So it was just cut when she was gone. That first day we lived like right across the street from a true value. Mm -hmm. So like once the true value, yeah. Hardware store. And I was just like, so I was like, um, I need to, I was like, I accidentally cut the power cord and I need to fit. And they were like, yeah, just come. And they just like figured it out and they showed me how to do it. So like every day I had to put it together, plug in the TV with like electrical tape. And then right before my mom got home, take that off, put it back exactly where it was remote, the volume, cool down the TV. And like, that's, what it was like are you, are you are you hearing this so this like, is crazy <laughs> i think that's i partially attribute the fact that i became street smart because i think i had to like figure out how to evade the system that was my mom so wow all of that to say my mom would only let me watch like 30 minutes of tv i think it started out like on the weekends and then it eventually became like i was allowed to watch up to an hour a week minus Saturday morning and Sunday morning cartoons. Like Ah. that was for some reason a free for all. Oh, you know what I mean? But outside of that. So like when I was like in middle school, the show that I chose to watch was home improvement. Really? Yeah. 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 Just because I I think like, I think initially I wanted to see the nuclear family dynamic because like I came from a single mother, Mm -hmm. you know? So like, I used to look up to Tim Taylor so much as a kid, you know what I mean? Mm. And then kind of like wishing that he wasn't until I reached a certain point. And then I was like, I don't actually relate to any of this. I was like, Jonathan Taylor Thomas is like, I look nothing like the kid. I was like, I don't have any of their problems, you know? So then I started watching like all the other shows, like step by step family member matters, Cosby show. And like the non-white families were the ones that, I was related to the most. Not that yeah. I related a hundred percent, but they talked about subjects that I identified kind with. of identified with yeah. an experience, you know? So, and I made this video a while back and I know it, it's a bit of a touchy subject based on how you present it, but it was like the fact that like 
I think that's the reason why a lot of Asian and black people like have a bit of a solidarity though. They just like a very like understanded lived experience, you know? And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that like Asian people growing up in America gravitates towards gravity. Cause it was either that it was literally that you either watched the Wayans brothers. Right. Or you watched Home Improvement. Right. It was like In Living Color or Saturday Night Live. Right. Right. Like, so it's like one of those two. So it's like you either you figured out that like, oh, even if it was entertaining, you might watch it. But you're like, I don't really relate. Right. So like you start, you know, like watching these shows and maybe picking up on some mannerisms or right. turns of phrases. And right. I think that's where a lot of like urban sounding Asian people came from. And I think that goes up to a certain point, right? Like right. A- after you turn a certain age or once you start understanding and becoming more self-aware, you start realizing that like, you know, is this really who I am right. or am I just mimicking people that I, and cultures that I looked up to, right. you know? And I, I think I there's think a fine fair. line. There's a fair, that's a fair assessment. I will say, obviously like things like black, vernacular, black vernacular yeah. culturally black aesthetics and those things are often co-opted by Asian people for all the wrong reasons. Right. Yes. And I think acknowledging that is really, really important. Um, Extremely. Especially in things like K-pop and things like that. And the Aquafinas of the world and the, the, you know, those kinds of things I think is, is super problematic, but I will say like, I totally understand what you're saying. Like as young Asian viewers of media, we don't really, we didn't have a direction to go. Yeah. We didn't have, you know, a family that we could, I mean, even that one, show that Margaret Cho did was so short lived and, you know, didn't last. There was maybe a token Asian character every once in a while, you know, so to try to identify with people on television, it was a really difficult thing to do. And it, it was. was, you was like, what lane do I go? And you could go between the two. Um, but there were definitely, sh- I, I don't know why there was something about watching like black families on television that made me feel more at home and more like, I don't know, I guess relaxed in watching them. I was like, I understand like the young daughters, like the, the Denise Huxtables of the world. And, you know, even Vanessa and Rudy, like, I was like, I can identify with what they're going through because they have parents that are strict like me and you know, whatever, like it, it, it felt more relatable to me. Yeah. Yeah. It it felt like, Oh, this, this, I understand this. I get. And it wasn't, and I don't think it was even just that dynamic. It was like when you don't see people that look like you, on TV or movies and stuff, you also don't necessarily see them overcoming obstacles or like learning to find their voice, Mm -hmm. which like a lot of white people shows didn't necessarily have that either. Right. Sometimes they they did, you know, but it wasn't in the same context that I was experiencing. So like a lot of times I learned how to be strong watching black people on television, being strong and finding their voice and standing up for themselves. You know what I mean? So like a lot of the things that I had a hard time with was that like, the sass, if you want to call it that, was like a lot of stuff, mannerisms that I learned watching black television. Which is to say a very unfortunate thing that that's something that black television had to focus on. Right. You know, and that those themes were things that they had to talk about in order to, you know what I mean? Like, right. It shouldn't have to have been that way. But since it was that way, that was what we ingested. Right. Um. So, yeah, I, so I totally like, get that. Even up until somewhere recently, there's things that I have to unlearn to be like, um, you know what I mean? Is it okay that I said this my whole life? Right. Uh, maybe not anymore. You know, right. so it's just like trying to figure out how to find your own voice after learning and emu- emulating right. other strong people that you saw. Right. Did you ever watch the George Lopez show? 
a little bit, not yeah. really. Yeah, a little bit, not really for me too. Yeah, which is funny. I that's that's interesting. As I again, another ethnic, but did it was it, it was on for a long time, wasn't it? I think it was. I never. I kind of always found George Lopez a little annoying. I know. Maybe that's why it never. Not from never the show, but just me. like his stand up and stuff. I just always kind of was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But it's just like weird how they like could coexist, right? Because we're talking about, we talk about like, oh, it's different times, different times. But like, I'm sure there was some things that weren't copacetic, but like, I don't remember anything really glaringly problematic in like family matters. Oh, wait, except for like the whole image thing with like right. Stefan and Steve Urkel. Right, right, right. right. Okay, Being yeah, the yeah. cool black guy sure, sure, versus sure. the nerdy black guy, which is yeah, such yeah, a trope, yeah. you know. It is definitely a huge trope. But then again, that that aligns with, you know, what the long duck dongs of the world also had to go, you know what I mean? So I, there was that too, you know, those stereotypes. But that was also like a and, different stereotype, I think, for the black community. You know what I mean? To have this ridiculously smart nerd who was just like inventing robots and stuff in high school, like... Which I think now is, is so much more acceptable. I think being a nerd is like such a like thing. I guess go back to big bang. Theory, I mean, as it always hate, should but, have been right. because those are the innovators of the world. <laughs> right, you know what I right. mean? You know what I like about the neighborhood? <laughs> Do you, I want you to start watching it. It's such a silly, but it's, it's very much the like, um, odd couple dynamic, mm. you know, where like, one person is kind of like the straight and narrow guy and the other guy is kind of the, the, the fall guy or whatever. And I've always really loved those kinds of shows. But what I like about it in this show is that like it also covers kind of like racial diversity in those two things and why they're so different and how they're so different. Yeah. And I find that dynamic so, so interesting. I think his name is Max Greenfield. Yes, Greenfield. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, he, I think he would be the perfect person to play someone who innocently means well but doesn't realize that he is making cultural mistakes and getting in his own way yeah, and like yeah. not seeing these things, but how they like uncover and like, I want to say like teach these things is done in like a really great way. Like I feel like the dynamic is so good because I don't feel like they're driving home the stereotypes so obviously in either character, like the center, the entertainer character is like this black you know, working man, business owner, lives in a really nice house, has two sons who are doing really well, you know what I mean? But it's not so far into the, it doesn't stereotype him really in any one way. They just seem like a very like average black family. Yeah. And they're represented that way, which I love. And then the Max Greenfield character, he is just kind of this like dopey guy, but like he's got, he's really smart too. And he's like well-intentioned and he's got a wife and a son and how the two families like play off each other. And there was never any, there's no like animosity between the two. And it's a very like loving and nurturing environment between the two families, even though they are so culturally different. Yeah. Um, but again, I think when people are watching these shows, when the lesson is so like overt and like, they're just like shoving it down your throat, it becomes a little bit like, all right, all right. Like we get it, but this is, they do it. Sometimes it's overt, but a lot of times it's done really subtly. Um, and also both characters, the two main characters are both really, really funny and their counterparts, their wives are both also really great. The ma the wife of Cedric the Entertainer is played by, and I can't remember her name. I can't remember either of their names. She was Tisha Campbell's friend in Martin. She's really accomplished and she's done so many things. She was, I think she was in um, Everybody Hates Chris. Yes. You can see yes, her face, she was right? the mom, yeah. We'll, we'll flash her name right here. She's wonderful. Regina? I, no. No. 
that was in Martin. She's yeah, Gina. Yeah. Damn, Gina. Yeah. Um, she's so talented. She sings. She's an actress. She's amazing. She's hilarious. She's so good. Yeah. And then the wife of the Max Greenfield character is the woman from Two Broke Girls, the blonde one, not the brunette one. I'm so bad with names. I'm the worst. Yeah, I didn't really watch that show either, but I do know who you're talking about. But again, yeah. these two women are just not overly there are there are there are some stereotypes but just to kind of help them play off of the the theme of the show or the this you know whatever the the storyline is and i think they did a really good job and i i know i don't know if it's like the most popular show on television i don't know anybody else that watches it but me but every time i see it i'm like i just feel happy and i just feel like well people must like be watching if they today. keep renewing because i feel true. like it's been on for at least like four seasons yeah maybe? at least yeah. at least um i i recommend it i recommend that show and i, I watch ghosts I wouldn't call ghosts a sitcom. Well, yes, maybe I would. I don't even know what that show is. Is that oh like Ghost God. Whisperer? No, not <laughs> at all. So it's an adaptation of a British show called Ghosts, um, which was much darker. So it's about this couple who like inherit this mansion. Wait, is it on Hulu? No. Well, yes, but I think it's on CBS. Oh, okay. And they inherit this mansion and the woman has this like bad accident and then she becomes able to see ghosts. And all of the ghosts are people who died on the property. And this is like this diverse cast of characters. One of them is like her great, great, great aunt, who was like the wife of a like baron. One is an indigenous person. One is a Viking. One is this like hippie who died by getting mauled by she a bear. She doesn't keep like finding new characters or like trying to help them like ghost whisper or anything. She's just like, this is just the cast of people that she interacts with on a daily. Well, cause she lives there. Yeah. This, yeah. And they live there. They live there. Yeah. Um, one of them is Stuck just like there. 1920s, like singer. One is a, like a soldier from like the British army. Like it's so funny. But it's I a think, comedy. It's a comedy. Okay. Yeah. It's like a sitcom, but it's still, they still talk about some social issues, especially because you know, Times. yeah, because one of them is an indigenous person. One of them is a, is a black woman. Um, and they talk about themes from then and how they are now and like things like that. How, like one of the characters is like, Oh yeah. How's that popcorn? You know who invented popcorn? And he's just like, you know, you can thank Why my people for that. You yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> It's actually really funny. But I realized that when I watch TV, I watch it because I like a show that has a lesson and has like some kind of value to it in that way. But I also don't want to think too hard about it because I'm so just kind of <laughs> stressed out all the time. Emotionally exhausted. Yeah. Man. So you get to like escape a little bit, but you also walk away just a little bit better. I think And yeah. I, I recommend that show too. I love that show. I think I, I also prefer that too, but only because in contrast to when you just have a mindless show, yeah. which I don't mind those either, mm -hmm. but like I try to find value or learning lessons in everything. And I feel like sometimes even in mindless shows, you can't, cause like I learn stuff from 90 day fiance all the time, <laughs> right. all the time, right. human behaviors, what not to do. Yeah, oh, right, that comes right, off right, like that. Yeah. Right. Not doing that. But do like, you, do you have a show that you've seen a million times that you, like your comfort show or like comfort movies that you've watched a million times, but you, and even though they might have issues or whatever, you still watch them. I used to, I have a hard time now within the last like 10 years watching stuff that I've watched already. Oh really? Yeah. Which is different because when I was like in high, high school plus like college and twenties, I used to watch the same stuff over and over and over again. Like I've watched like half baked a million times. Mm -hmm. I've watched the Zoolander like a million times, but even now I don't think I've seen either of those movies in like 10 years. Oh really? You know what I mean? And like, so it's been a while. I would say that show for me, like my twenties probably actually used to be friends. Oh, 
But you do you still watch it now though? No, I haven't no. watched Friends in like 10, 15 years. No, I'm talking about a show that like when I am doing something like some kind of tedious chore or like, you know, answering emails or whatever. I that put I just on have new on shows in the background. <clears throat> you put on new shows, but you have to focus on a new show. Yeah, that's why like a lot of times that's why like I go through so much content and I don't remember anything because a lot oh. of it I just watch while I'm working. Oh, see, I can't do that. Like five years ago, um, when I was working, the show I would put on would be Naruto. That. It's an it's an anime, yeah. but the reason I put it on was because there's literally like 500 episodes. Jesus! So I was like, I'm never gonna get through this. I was like, I have to watch this while I'm working, otherwise, like it's just not gonna happen. See, you know, watching a new show while I'm trying to do something makes me really really anxious because I don't know what's happening, or I'm like, I miss something, and then I, I focus on the show versus the the task at hand. So I like a show that I watch or a movie that I've watched a million times. So then that way, when I look up, I know exactly what part it's on. I know exactly what's happening. So I can go back to focusing on oh, what I'm doing. Oh, you do that too when you watch a new show, because if you're like me, you'll keep rewinding it and rewinding no, see, it and driving that. all the people you live with insane. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I know kind of what's happening because through osmosis. See, I can't do that. I cannot do that. If I don't know exactly what's going on, I, I have to stop what I'm doing and just watch the show. But yeah, I've watched the movie Mean Girls. Nothing south of 400 times. <laughs> and like when I'm working out, I can't watch a new show either because I want to focus on my workout. But if I'm working out at home, I will watch The Good Place. And I watched every season of The Good Place at least five or six times each. Dang, that show was good. I don't know if I can watch it that many times. I can't help good. it. I, I can't help but watch it. I don't, I don't. I love that show. And I... It's the, again, it's the show that like comforts me and I'm like, okay, I don't, I, I can focus on something else. That's why I think I like to watch a lot of kids shows. Cause like you don't really have to pay attention to really understand what's going on. Like Doc McStuffins or like I don't my, even little, know. my Little Pony? <laughs> no, Bubble not guppies. that young. No, no, no. <laughs> like for instance, there was this like one show on Disney plus about some hidden springs or something where there's like some time travel. Like I watched that. Much like Ghost Rider on like Apple Plus, like just like because like children's shows are move slower. Yeah. And they have to be more blatant. You know what I mean? So it's like easier to watch when you're not fully paying attention. Unless you're watching Coco Melon. Now, fortunately, my kids were oh, older when no. Coco Melon came out. I hear that they like is this like dopamine like show? Where like they flash different things over and over and over again. So you, the kid keeps getting dopamine hits. They get like addicted to the show. I was like, oh, damn, you're drugging yeah. kids with a bald baby. <laughs> I watched uh, Cocomelon, which I believe was created by a Korean couple. But either way, yeah, well, I watched like this video the other day where the people were like, don't let your kids watch any of these shows and replace them with these shows. And apparently a lot of kids shows in like the last 10 years, each scene, each like scene last about two to three seconds because they want to keep the kids attention, yeah. but it rewires their yeah. brain yeah. to not have focus. So they were like, you want to put on these shows where they like literally have a scene for minutes at a time so that they can learn to focus yep. and not chase dopamine. That's why like I try to limit as much as I can. Like my kids obviously, obviously don't watch any like TikToks or Instagrams or anything like that, but like shows that they watch, I'm like, you're going to watch, I, I make, I, it's, it's sound funny. Like I force them to watch movies. I'm like, you have to watch an actual film. Like I, if you want to do something, you're going to watch a movie. Like you can't just fucking flip through YouTube all day long. Yeah. Cause that drives me fucking crazy. Apparently there are some shows that are a bit more cognizant though. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I think Teletubbies used to be a good one because they used to replay the same thing over and over again, which used to drive me insane. I love that show because my <laughs> still cousins it. were babies at the time. And I was like 16 mm -hmm. and I was like, they're, 
it would just be like, again, again, again. You're like, you have to watch that boring five minute video again. I was like, I can't, I'm going to, I'm going to pull my hair out. Yeah. Well, you haven't, um, I've watched every episode of Bubble Guppies, which is a really cute show. It's adorable. It's got these little mer children who go to this little mer school with their teacher, Mr. Grouper. It's adorable. But I, I have had my fill of Bubble Guppies. I will tell you. I actually had two. I actually had to babysit my cousin's kids last this past week. Um, and they're like seven and like five or something, eight and six, one of those two. Um, and they love Bluey. I've never seen an episode of Bluey, but I, it's, it's, he's big on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, he's huge. So I've only watched a couple episodes, but I watched his video the other day where this dad was crying and he's like, Aww. he's like, you want your kids to watch Bluey? He's like, you think it's made for them? But he's like, it's really, he's like, it's really a love letter to parents. <laughs> and I was just like, oh geez. It's like, you know I don't, I'm very sensitive I was like, right I don't want to watch it ever again. Don't I was like, I don't want to know what he's talking well, about. I know I have to watch it. But that's what he said. He's like, parents will love it. He's like, your kids will love it. But he's like, the parents will love it more. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I was like, I really don't want to know what that means because it's going to involve tears. Yeah. Well, let's watch it. Maybe we should, we should film ourselves watching an episode of it. Yeah. But how do you feel about like, so like we started this conversation talking about Little Mermaid, right? Yeah. So like, how do you feel about shows, movies or whatever, kind of like fixing I feel previous like, incarnations. I think it's great. I honestly think it's great. Funny that you should say that because I talked about Mean Girls. So I've seen the movie Mean Girls a million times, but there is some problematic shit in so Mean many. Girls. But then I took my daughters who have also seen Mean Girls. Yes, I'm mother of the year. Um, they've both seen Mean Girls multiple times. And we took them to see uh, the musical and they made some very significant yeah, changes. that's what they, you said. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think we talked about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what was good is that my daughters were able to make those distinctions like, oh, that they changed that character or they took that part out of the movie or like or the, the musical. And that's different. I'm like, well, do you know why? And so that helped us kind of like engage in this conversation about progress yeah. and about learning from your mistakes and, you know, learning from your mistakes and acknowledging your mistake is one thing, but actually moving forward into actually making it right and learning from it and applying those things is something different. Yeah. And I think that really helps help them, you know, along the way. Um, I don't know if the movie adaptation or the new adaptation of little mermaid has changed things from the cartoon, but I haven't seen it yet, but I'm all for it. I'm all yeah, for I, I didn't watch it, obviously, because we said that. But I think they said something about how they changed the lyrics to kiss the girl. Oh, really? To make I it a little less problematic. A little bit less. Like. Cons less consent, with, with more consent. Yeah, I think. <laughs> um, so, like, I'm kind of all for that, too. Like, one of the videos that I made, like, not a couple of months ago, but it still gets play. Um, and it performed really well was the one where I pointed out, you, you know, the cartoon show proud family. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So they like, they had some pretty like problematic stereotypes, which in their reincarnation, they still have some of it. Like mm -hmm. the one black girl character, she's like very stereotypically, mm -hmm. I guess what you, you would used to call like kind of ghetto, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Which I know isn't, the right thing to say anymore. I just don't know, you know, right. but that's like, that's the stereotype that You're they're talking like, about like the, the sassy black girl trope. Yeah. With like the, the way she talks, like, right. you know, the accent right. and all right. of it, right. you know, and like the, you know, there, 
there are some shows that my kids watched on Disney and there's an actress named Sky Jackson and there, I can't remember the name of the show. Oh, it's called, um, Jesse. And it's about this girl who's like a nanny for these really rich kids or whatever. And I just always had a problem with her character in particular on the show, just because she had so much of those qualities in it. And they just like, I don't, I don't know Sky Jackson in real life, but I don't know her to be that. Like I've seen her on social media and it was just like this, like, she would always speak in that like sassy way. And I was just like, it just really like, I don't know, just drove home that stereotype. And so I told my girls, I was like, let's stop watching this show. I think we should watch other shows, you know, that also had, you know, black characters that were less stereotypical, but they didn't understand why I kind of stopped them from watching the show. But I was like, it feels, it feels so forced to me. And like, yeah. what are we trying to teach the kids? Like, I don't want to teach them this. This is the last thing I want to teach them. Yeah, but the video that I made was about the Proud family and they used to have this, I guess, partially reoccurring characters named the Chang triplets. Oh, right, right, right. And they were like drawn exactly the same, you know, except the one was a boy and the other two had like longer Braids hair. Or right, something. yeah, 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 yeah. But then they were like very stereotypically created, mm -hmm. you know, like the way they talked, the situations they were in. Like one of them was like in, obviously in like kung fu outfits. Of course. You know, doing that kind of well, stuff. I only I lived in a kung fu outfit from the time I was born till I was 30. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I actually did take karate for a while, <laughs> but either way, but, um, they recently brought it back out and I think it's on HBO now mm -hmm. or max, whatever it's called now. HBO max, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I think it's just max now. Oh really? Yeah. They just like just re rebranded. Re okay. But either way, um, it's on max and they reintroduced the Chang triplets and they're all very unique. Each, each of them, they, okay. you know, have different names. And even in that one episode that they showcased them in, they literally were like, cause they, the proud, the main girl, she needed to fill some spot on a, on the school debate team. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. And so she goes to the train triplets and she asks them if they're available. And after she has the third one, they're like, she's like, you know, we're not your model minority. Mm -hmm. We're not just here to like fill in whenever you need someone from the debate team. And they all like walk away and leave, <laughs> which is like huge. Wow. You know? So like people saw that change and they're like, yeah, that's great. And right. then people in the comments were like, yeah, it is progressive, but they're like, that's still that one character. And I was like, yeah, I noticed that too. So like, I don't know really what their motivations were to keep some tropes, but then they're like, Hey, we're yeah. different now, but like, not really. Well, now. you know, though progress may be slow. Progress can still be just progress. You know what I mean? And yeah. I feel like sometimes we have to just take it for what it is and give it it's appropriate, you know, but some of those stereotypes do exist in the world. Well, sure. So to take it away or be taken away representation. That's a very difficult question. And I don't know that we have time to answer that. And or maybe we can have make the that depth to even know to right, answer it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like there are very studious Asian people. I don't happen to be one of them, but they exist. There happen to be a lot of really good martial artists that are Asian. I don't happen to be one of them. Right. But, you know, um, I think, I think it's really about balancing it though. Right. Like you were saying, it goes back to what you were saying first. Like you can portray a very studious Asian person, but perhaps show other sides of them as right. well. What are their hobbies? Right. What do they, they could also be athletic? They can be athletic as well. They can be, you know, super into fixing old cars, whatever, right. whatever. Or maybe the studious and the martial artists are the same person. Right. Wouldn't that blow your fucking mind? You know? And I think, 
maybe in doing that. And I think that it, that it speaks to just well-roundedness. And you, you touched on that earlier is like that, I think is one of the more important things, the things that we don't get from characters, especially when they're secondary characters in shows, which a lot of Asian people sadly are, is that you don't get much beyond that. You right. just get what their, their, their one thing, their trope, and then that's it, you know? So very flat, very, very, yeah, hopefully that's on us to change it. Yeah, here we go. Here's me, an Asian woman who can do most things that are good stereotypes that Asian people do. Math? No. Yeah. <laughs> Computers? No. Martial arts? No. <laughs> There's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, or another Asian person who did fit some of those stereotypes and how it affected them. Yes. Right? But then got into other stuff. Yeah. Like booze. Booze? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like or you know, partying and stuff. Right. You know, like you can be stealing. Yeah, adults. you can be studious. <laughs> you can get a perfect score on your math SATs and still end up in jail. Yes. See, well roundedness. <laughs> Did you get a perfect math SAT? Uh, pretty much. Holy shit, yeah. dude! <laughs> and then like my the reading part, I fell asleep for for like ten minutes. And then I think I still got like a 1390 or 1400 on my CTs. <laughs> I didn't even try and I don't get wrinkles. We get it. Yeah, we know. You're I like really awesome. literally <laughs> fell asleep during the reading part. And then I woke up and I was like, this is a dream. I was like, this is a dream. Like, I'm not waking up. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, Good times. All right. Well, on that note, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of What in the Shiba. Um, yeah. Literally, when the Shiba when was the Shiba just happened. <laughs> yeah. No, we're just kidding. But, you know, life. And But we do thank you for joining us. If you want to find us on our socials, you can find Suja at... Suja1 on TikTok and Instagram. You can find Susie at... <laughs> yeah. Or you can find me at Etch Sketch with a J or find the podcast at What in the Shiba. Um, we... Hopefully, maybe next week, if not the week after, still do want to do the pregnancy cravings. Yes. We do need to, once I return to TikTok, we're going to post about it so we can get more replies please send them into us even if you think that they're gross or not that different send them in anyway do it so we need we need we need stuff yes send it <laughs> i don't care what it is yeah send it email us at one of the shoe at gmail.com make sure you include any of the information details that you need about the dish your name if you want it to be told your handle if you want it to be told how to eat it how to prepare it all of this stuff, send it in again to whatintheshiba at gmail.com. Otherwise, if you are watching us on YouTube, uh, make sure you... <laughs> She's preemptively... It's making me anxious. It's making me itchy. If you are watching us on YouTube, please make sure you like, subscribe, and ring the Susie. Wee! <laughs> I don't like saying ring the Susie. That sounds creepy. Yeah. Ring the bell. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> you feel more, you feel comfortable now? Yeah. Otherwise, thank you for joining us and we'll catch you on the next one. Okay. okay bye. bye.